You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, I had a first segment planned out. Actually, you know, was going to knock it out this afternoon. It was some football news that I want to get to. Um, but I did not expect TCU basketball to get a victory over Kansas at home. Um, the Frogs, they take down KU 74-64. to It's the second time in a row they've been a ranked team. It's the second time in a row now they've beat a top-10 team in the nation after taking down number nine Texas Tech on Saturday, coming back and beating number six Kansas on Tuesday night. Just an incredible performance from TCU. Uh, they are now 8-8 eight and eight in Big 12 play. I would say they're firmly in the tournament. You know, going into the game tonight, Joe Lenardi had them as a nine seed, um, playing eight seed Boise State in his latest bracketology projection. So this should jump them up more. Obviously, losing your last three games, you got two regular season games and a tournament game. Even as good as this feels, that would not be what you want. But honestly, at this point, I don't see a way that the committee keeps them out after getting two huge wins. Um, this team has just turned it around in a big way. I mean, after that collapse against Texas, which was a game that played out like many others have for them this season on the road, um, they've just suddenly started playing fantastic basketball. And it starts, in my mind, with Mike Miles. Um, he had 19 points tonight. Now, the final shooting line wasn't just amazing. It ended up being 6 of 14. But he had six assists. And there was a moment in that game – where the Frogs were up seven uh, with about six minutes left. And they had the ball, and there wasn't much happening on offense. Like, they were just sort of swinging it around the perimeter. And Miles got the ball on the wing on the left-hand side and just dribbled through his legs and pulled up with Remy Martin's hand in his face and knocked in a three to push the lead to ten. And it felt like it reminded me of Desmond Bain hitting a three over Freddie Gillespie when they upset Baylor a couple years back. And it was just one of those moments where it's like, wow, maybe in a lot of other games this wouldn't be the case, but right this minute TCU has the best player on the floor. Like Mike was fantastic tonight. Uh, He had six assists. He was really impacting the game more with his passing, but he scored some big buckets late, had some – you know, nice jump shots in the first half that kind of spearheaded the offense. One thing that I really like that they're doing is it seems like early in games they're getting into their offense quicker. Like You know, this team really struggled with turnovers um, for such a long time this season, and tonight they only had seven turnovers. Like, that's crazy. Um, and, And I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but there weren't many turnovers in the second half. But anyway, instead of doing so many dribble handoffs and so much action around the top of the key. They've started getting the ball in the high post more. They're taking more jumpers. They're kind of taking more shots in rhythm. And I think it surprised Kansas and Texas Tech the last two nights out. Now, how quickly the teams would adjust to that, we'll see. And it still kind of frustrates me that it gets bogged down late in games. But, my goodness, I mean, just a balanced effort. Everyone is playing at a high level. Like, Emmanuel Miller chipped in 11 points, and he did his typical thing where he was just rebounding the ball like crazy. 
they dominated Kansas on the glass. 47 to 35 was the advantage. And Emmanuel Miller and Eddie Lampkin and Xavier Cork, like collectively for sure, and I think even individually in some ways, except for maybe Lampkin in the stat sheet, but Eddie did a really good job on David McCormick in the post. They outplayed the Kansas Bigs. Um, and David McCormick's one of the is one of the best post players in the country. He's one of the best post players in the Big Twelve, and he looked pretty pedestrian on Tuesday night. Micah Peavy has suddenly become uh, somebody who's going to get some big big buckets for you on offense. And he played fantastic defense tonight. He had a huge block late in the game that sort of sealed it. Damian Ball hit some big time free throws, and you know he had a couple. Big scores. He had one off an offensive rebound where he took it to the rim and scored. Xavier Cork has given this team great minutes. The Eddie Lampkin injury, I know it looked serious at the time, and we we hope Eddie's okay and not to make light of it. But one thing that happened because of that, because of him having to miss some time, is Cork has really become a force. Like, he played 18 minutes this evening, was four or five from the field, and had a massive dunk. They were able to get a turnover, get down the floor, and he just slammed one down to put them up 12 with around five minutes left in the game, and the crowd went nuts. The crowd was great tonight. It was a fantastic atmosphere. This is a Kansas team that came in with a lot to play for. I mean, they're playing for a Big 12 championship. This was a massive loss for them. This puts Baylor right back in the discussion to win a Big 12 title with TCU getting an upset tonight. So, man, I've just been so impressed. You know, I thought this team, after that loss at home to Iowa State, was in major trouble. I didn't really see them having a path to the NCAA tournament. They've done that. Um, I've been hard on Jimmy Dixon at times. At the end of last year, I really thought it was time to move on from him. But I've been wrong about that. And he has turned things around in a big way. Um, I feel like he took a big risk by turning over the roster the way he did. But this group seems to love playing together. They play for each other. And, you know, they finally started to pull off a few upsets late in the season. Mike Miles looks healthy again. Um, their guard play is better. Francisco Verabello hit some big shots tonight. It was just all around a great performance on senior night for TCU. And, and that's with Chuck O'Bannon struggling from the field. That's with Damian Ball struggling from the field. Those guys still impacted the game in different ways. Um, but, my goodness, so they were 3 of 15 from 3. So, I mean, it wasn't even like it was just this super hot shooting night that they had that allowed them to get it done. It was really just playing a complete game, and they led basically the entire second half. You know, one thing that Dixon did that I thought was really smart, and it was kind of subtle, but he was able to sneak some rest for Mike Miles and Emmanuel Miller right before the under four media timeout. And even though Kansas went into halftime with the lead, because, you know, all year long they've just had these terrible swoons um, at the end of the half. And even though KU went on a kind of mini 6 nothing run to close out the half, they were able to withstand the pressure, only going to the break down by one point, got a big stop at the end of that half, and I just felt like it helped the energy and the enthusiasm going into the rest of the game. Big win, another court storm, another fantastic moment for TCU basketball. Get your dancing shoes ready, Frog fans. I think they are firmly in the tournament now. Um, and my goodness, what a performance in Fort Worth on Tuesday night. When we come back, we'll talk some TCU football, and we'll have a, a quick mention about the baseball team as well. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast, your team every day.
Okay, back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, and uh, let's get to some TCU football. And a, I, I hate to say it's a concerning thing because, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for this guy if it works out. But at the same time, as a TCU podcast, selfishly, this is a concerning note. Uh, Matt Zentz from On3 Sports came out with a report this morning that the Los Angeles Rams are expected to interview TCU uh, TCU's Rashad Samples for its running backs coach's job. Um, Samples, he went on to say Samples, one of the nation's top rising star coaches, is TCU's running back coach, assistant head coach, and run game coordinator. So, first off, it's like I said on Twitter, um, I mean, hey, if he gets this job, good for him, right? Like, it's an NFL job, I get it. But, for TCU, you really can't overstate the blow it would be for Sonny Dykes and his staff. Now, Sonny has – I think the Sonny Dykes hire, given the circumstances, given everything we know about how the coaching search went down, ended up being a good one. But one of the big selling points for him coming to Fort Worth were – the assistant coaches that he was bringing with him. And Rashad Samples, who was at SMU, there was a lot of chatter that, hey, he's going to get courted by a lot of different programs. SMU would like to keep him on board. It might be a long shot for TCU to be able to get him on staff. Now they were able to do that. And then they brought over Brian Carrington. And it, it felt like that was a huge moment for TCU and where their recruiting could go in the future. Um, so if if Samples doesn't even make it to the fall, then that's just a huge disappointment. I mean, there's no way around it. There's no way to spin it. I, I understand that, yes, this does speak highly of the staff that Sonny Dykes has put together, um, that an NFL team would be interested in him, but it doesn't change the fact that it would be a bad deal for the Frogs if they lost him and they had to scramble to get a running backs coach. Um, a few people chimed in on Twitter, and Tommy said, I find it interesting that an NFL team would take a guy who is known for his recruiting much more than his coaching. Yeah, it's an interesting point, Tommy. I mean, he does have uh, – his reputation is as a recruiter first. Um, so that is sort of a head-scratcher. But I would say Rashad is a, has been a good coach. Like, the running backs at SMU um, have – done a nice job over the last few years. He's young. I think he relates well to people. He's someone that is just well-known in coaching circles as a rising star. So it, it doesn't really shock me that they're interested. I know nothing about the L.A. Rams running back coaching search. So I don't know who you know the other major players are here. I'm not sure if he'll take the job, how much of a player he is in the job, if this is just a, hey, we'd love to sit down and talk with you. Um, but we know this is a talented guy. We know he's obviously really personable and really good in these situations. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're blown away by him when they get a chance to interview him. Uh, I mean, best of luck to him. And I hope whatever is best for him in his career is, is what happens. But it would be tough for TCU to bounce back from losing another assistant coach um, when the staff is still – you know, being put together, being formed, trying to figure out the best way to move forward 
uh, and they haven't even played a game yet. And the 2023 class is still, you know, in its very early stages, and that's what we were all kind of looking for moving forward. Uh, another TCU football note, um, they landed a, another player on the transfer portal on Tuesday, Robbie Rochester, uh, offensive lineman, six foot five, 276 pounds. He's originally from South Lake Carroll. That's where he played his high school ball. And he's been at UConn for the past few seasons. He appeared in two games in 2021. Um, you know, this seems like a depth situation. Uh, TCU needs as many offensive and defensive linemen as they can get. Um, again, it's UConn, right? But he has good size. I'd like to see him put on a little more weight. Uh, good athleticism. Played at South Lake Carroll, which is one of the best high school programs in the state. So you need as many bodies at that position as you can get. Um, it makes sense from the perspective it's another DFW guy they're bringing home. And we'll see, you know, how he fits in with this coaching staff and with this team when he gets on campus. And then finally today, TCU baseball, they took on UTA in a uh, Tuesday night matchup. And the Frogs got a victory. It got a little interesting and hairy at the end. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to that ball game. Um towards the end of it because T.C. basketball is in the midst of, of pulling off a pretty big upset. But uh, the big headliner here is Cam Brown had another really quality start on a Tuesday night. Six innings, only gave up two runs, um, you know, was touching up the gun at 96, 97 miles an hour. He has electric stuff. Gave up a few runs in the first inning. I think UTA had four straight base hits. But after that, settled in a really nice way. Um, and Frogs got the lead right back. They put up a three spot in the bottom of the first. Braden Taylor had a two-run bomb. Then uh, Tommy Sacco had a sack fly to give TCU the lead, and they never really looked back. Now, it got interesting towards the end of the game. It was 8-3. Um, you know, going into the ninth, UTA scored a couple of runs. They actually had the bases loaded, and they had to bring in River Ridings to close that ball game out. You know, some of that is just Tuesdays. You're going to see some younger guys, especially coming in. In the late innings, you're trying to get um, other players some work. You're trying to save your main bullpen guys for the weekend. Couldn't do that fully because River had to come in, but he got two strikeouts to get them out of the jam. And uh, TCU baseball, they're playing really well right now. They get ready for a um, Kentucky road trip now. They're going to head up there to take on the University of Kentucky over the weekend, and then they'll get Louisville on Tuesday. So two good programs that they'll be facing over the next week. TC basketball on the road against KU on Thursday. We'll uh, make sure to keep you posted on everything with TCU football as well. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.